Welcome to Build Your Thing, the podcast where we help content creators find their unique creative voice, monetize their work, and build their tribe of loyal fans. I'm your host, Matt Giaro, and today's episode is a special one. Because here is the truth. A lot of people get stuck when it comes to picking their niche. They struggle and they wonder how they can stand out. And you know what? That's completely normal. Because 50% of the job is actually understanding what you don't want to do so that you can find out who you are going to be. And on today's call, I'm happy to welcome Yanis Ozolins, a creator that you probably already know if you are on Twitter. So he's well known for his outstanding visuals and he has also been working with big names in the creator industry like Matt Devella. So I wanted to pick his brain, I wanted to reverse engineer how he actually found his voice and actually the roadblocks that he faced. So you're going to see that this episode is going to be epic and there are going to be a lot of nuggets dropped as usual in Build Your Thing. So without any further, let's jump right into it. All right, Yanis, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, Matt. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here. So, uh, Yanis, like as I told you before, just uh, hitting the, the the red record button, um, um, I just uh, went through an, a podcast interview that, you, that you've done recently, um, where you actually mentioned that that you read uh, or you came across like this kind of statement where um, fifty percent of the job is actually finding out what you want to do or what you don't want to do. So I thought it would be interesting to first um, talk about this, but before that, can you introduce quickly yourself um, to the audience? Yeah, sure. My name is Giannis, and uh, most people know me online by, by doing these like uh, visuals. Uh, I try to explain ideas visually. That's that's how I kind of got some, some, some following, and that's how my kind of creative career accelerated but yeah now i'm a full-time creator previously i was like working a long time in it and whatnot and uh but yeah last last year full full full-time creative mostly creating visuals and just yeah creating content talking with cool people like you and uh yeah that's that's my thing right now uh which is really cool and kind of going 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 back to your question which you asked previously about the 50 percent of the work is figuring out what the hell you want to do yeah that's that's something i think there was a quote in in regards to this i don't don't remember who said it or whatnot but that's something i think which is very important that content creators should keep in mind because like in my case around five years ago i got the desire you know to 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 make a living online to become a content creator i had this new dream back then and since then it was it was around four years. Four years. I was trying different things. I was. I was. I was experimenting. I was failing. I was learning, uh, and I was going nowhere. You know, in in terms of like revenue or audience, I was. I was. I was at point point zero. But I was running a lot of these different experiments, and I think along the way, I I, I stumbled upon on that quote, and I found it very true. And especially, I found it very true when I like one and a half years ago when I stumbled into the visual creation and, and kind of my creative career started to accelerate it, I really thought to myself that it's so true that, and I think it's important that aspiring content creators understand this, that like 50% of the battle is kind of to figure out what the hell do you want to do? Because I think there are loads of people who just think to themselves you know ah i'm not i'm not creative or ah i'm not good at this or ah i can't find my thing i can't find my niche and true it's very very hard i think but when you realize that okay this is like 50% of the battle you know i will spend loads of time trying experimenting and finding not my thing until i will stumble upon into thing that is that is my thing you know uh and uh yeah, I think it's just a good reminder to have, especially if you're struggling to find what, what, what you want to do, because it was true in my case, and I've heard stories over and over again where people like crash into walls and are not able to find their thing, and after a couple of years, boom, here it is, some mystical niche has appeared, and, and they are they are doing their thing. So so yeah, that's a long, long answer, but that's kind of my realization during during this journey. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, can you can we go back a little bit in time? So five years ago, um, like how did you stumble across like uh, this uh, make the or build a business online stuff? What is what is like, um, well, I just want to um, build a business online or was it clear since the beginning you want to be a creator or did you, you know, try some different mm-hmm. other business models? I don't know, like e-commerce, mm-hmm. affiliate marketing, this kind of stuff. Can you walk us a little okay. bit more? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely share that story in, in like a couple of bullet points. So, at the point I was I was working in IT, and there was there's I was I was kind of the job was good, everything was fine, you know, life is very comfortable, everything is great. And I remember one guy from like my colleague said, "Hey, Yanis, you know, do you want to go to this to this college, uh, which is and learn business psychology?" I was like, huh, "I feel kind of stuck, and you know, a lot of routine." I says, "I said like, okay, whatever, you know, let's go. A bit of psychology, a bit of business, you know, sounds useful because I didn't really know what I wanted to do or direction where I want to take my life." And I and I went to that school and I and I ditched it after one year. But during that uh, during that college or school or whatever <laughs> whatever it's called, uh, there was one subject, uh, which which basically the goal was that, hey guys, like after one week you will need to come in front of the class and you will need to present a business idea. And I and I remember there 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 happened some weird switch inside of me because I've always been this like idea guy and a wannabe entrepreneur but you know very like talker not a doer you know oh yeah i have a lot of business ideas and then i have find like five excuses why not to do it and i remember when when that assignment when we got that assignment i had this realization or feeling you know Giannis, you will figure out a business idea that you can like start right away with your nine to five job you will not have any excuses figure out something that you can actually start uh and and then i just went on the internet and i started to search and you know what i could do and i thought okay it should be maybe something online you know because i know a bit of computers so then i just started to digging and you know i stumbled upon some youtube videos you know all the headlines make million bucks online whatever whatever with affiliate marketing and whatnot so i got very curious about it and i remember i really went into rabbit hole and then i created some business plan it was something about pinterest like on complete garbage of course that didn't happen but there was this new new avenue opened up for me that i was very very curious to figure out okay what is this online business you know what you can do there i I still back then i didn't know anything about like creators and stuff but yeah i just went into this rabbit hole and i I really researched a lot and look looked for the opportunities and then i remember i i stumbled upon the four-hour work week the book which probably a lot of people have uh, (laughs) have read and uh I remember that at that point, I still, I, I didn't read books. I was like, I don't read books, so, you know, whatever. It's a very compelling title, sounds very interesting, but eh, whatever, I don't read books. And then a couple of like weeks later, I remember I was listening to some YouTube interview or whatever, and the guys on on the, on that podcast or interview was kind of listing their top favorite apps. And one of them mentioned Audible. He was like, oh yeah, I love to fly and listen to audio. So I was like, holy shit, you can listen to books? Wow, that sounds dope. <laughs> so... Uh, so so yeah. Since then, I downloaded Audible. Audible. I got the four-hour work week, and I still remember to this day. I was standing in my living room. I was around like two hours into the four-hour work week, and I was like saying to myself, like, "Holy shit, Giannis! You know, you've been such an idiot." And at that point, I was I was like the dude who was thought like, "I got life, you know. I'm pretty smart. I know things." And I realized like how much information is out there, how much I don't know, how much I have to learn. And since then, I just I, I became a complete self development nerd. <laughs> Listen to books, and and yeah, that that's kind of the how it all started. Like after that, loads of books, loads of experiments, whatnot. But that was the initial. That's how the new desire got created in me. And uh, yeah, now we are here, like five years later. That's that, that's pretty interesting, and and. Like, can you walk us a little bit through, like, um, your journey of actually f- um, looking for what you want to do? Because, like, you started with this kind of, quote-unquote, altered p- Pinterest idea. So, what were the next steps? So, you just started consuming a lot of content. You just started uh, seeing that there is, like, a whole new world that you, like, that you just discovered. So, walk us a little bit, like... Um, like the four years of struggle because what I like to do is like um, you know once you're successful it's easy to talk about your success 
but most people they they really bury their their failures and they don't really talk about you know everything that happens before that you know that post when went viral or before that um you know they just make like all these sales so what was a little bit um, behind the behind the curtain mm-hmm. okay yeah like I wouldn't call those too much of a failures, you know. It's it's really it, those are just learning lessons and uh, and experiments. But I think one common thing which I did back then, you know, I got very obsessed about all this creative space and you know building websites and whatnot and creating your about pages. I did a lot of nice to have things which felt good, which felt interesting. I was just it was fun doing them, but of course they didn't bring any benefit. I was not solving any any sort of problems and whatnot. So, so yeah, I remember it's, it's, you know, hard to reflect on all the things I did, but I remember I tried a bit of blogging. I remember I had some domains. One of the domain I remember I had was this learningseconds.com. And then I created some sort of journal where you can like scan QR codes and, and, and it, and it, and it shows some motivational videos from my, like my favorite uh, self-development people. Um, I remember I was a huge fan later down the line of Matt Diavella, the like YouTuber who makes extremely high quality YouTube videos and is a like minimalist online. I remember then I just decided, okay, I could do YouTube. It sounds very fun. And I remember like, like of course, did again all the wrong things, like bought, bought expensive equipment, filmed like five YouTube videos, extremely cringy, very high quality, but extremely cringy. Please don't look them up. <laughs> and... <laughs> and and yeah, I understood that that YouTube is not like sustainable for me at that time when I when I had like nine to five and it it felt like I really enjoyed making YouTube videos, but not on regular basis. It was it would be interesting for me, you know, to make once in a while some cool, interesting video, you know, with a nice story that could be interesting, but not on a regular basis. So I quit YouTube. I remember I tried some super short podcast episodes as well, but again, that was extremely cringy because like English is not my native language. And now, now that's the reason, you know, I, I, I tried to talk a lot on the podcast and I have like my own podcast with Alex, Alex, uh, another guy. And I'm kind of using that as a vehicle to get better with my speaking and whatnot. So, so that's a bit off topic, but, uh, but yeah, there was just loads, different products, different things I tried but I never took it really seriously. You know, it was mostly doing things that was fun for me. It was just play and I didn't expect any immediate results. You know, I didn't had the need to make money because I was like doing my nine to five and I was just experimenting and running into walls and doing what was fun for me. Uh, and, and that's about it. And kind of how I got into the visuals. I remember like first trigger for me was probably people have read like either James Clear's book Atomic Habits or read at least his blog posts and if you remember uh, he sometimes in his blog posts add the visuals in just to explain some sort of concepts and and that was the first time when I got the feeling that huh you can actually like communicate a full-on idea with a visual regardless like he placed it in a blog post and 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 to me visuals always felt like a complimentary thing you know and he did it as a complimentary thing as well but still he was able to communicate an interesting concept just with, with with visuals you know with some charts and whatnot and that was the first time it kind of triggered me triggered the interest that huh, i could maybe do like visuals because in general i was i was like writing came really hard for me i felt really like this idea guy i love to learn i love to connect the dots i love to brainstorm so that was like huh these visuals look interesting you know so, and then i started to experiment with something still i created some like fake uh, i think not my personal personal account which i which i have now on twitter and instagram but i r- run some experiments and then like the second trigger for the visuals was was jack butcher because he was like already making it full-time as as this as this artist you know as a person online building his brand uh, building visualized value and he was the first person who proved me that okay there's actually a market for this you know it can be a full-on thing if visuals is your like main medium and that was the second like big punch in the face that okay there is something to it if you enjoy it you know lean in keep, keep at it maybe 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 it will work out and and yeah i just kept continuing uh, then back back then my style was more similar like to visualize value because of course we see something we like and then we kind of imitate and, and do something similar and the three 
And the third, like, big moment for me was when I found the work by by Liz and Molly. Uh, they are like as well creating very interesting visualizations online. Uh, but uh, their niche, and they are mostly talking about like feelings at work. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of feelings that people feel in their nine to five. You know, and 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 at that time, I was reading a lot of like parenting books as well. And one of the concepts they talk about in parenting books is you know, you need to acknowledge people's feelings in order for them to listen. You need to acknowledge kids' feelings in order for them to listen, you know? And that was something similar that kind of Liz and Molly did online as well. And then I kind of connected these dots that, ha, it's it's very interesting because most visuals, like Jack Butcher's visuals and whatnot, mostly is about like value, concepts, you know, those sort of ideas. And, and I, and I, and I got this idea and aspiration to, you know, I had this big baggage of creative struggles for four years, you know, maybe I could talk more about like creativity and creative struggles and, you know, with my visuals, acknowledge other creators' feelings and, and so on. And that was a very like big pivotal moment for me. And at that time as well, I really committed. I remember I was like, you know, okay, Giannis, you know, you did four years of, of uh, experiments and whatnot. You never was really serious about it, you know. There is something here, you know, I really committed to it. I remember I was having a bet with one of my friends that I will send him one euro every day if I don't publish a visual. Plus we had some like exercises. He did. He needed to do some some just regular exercises, some push-ups and whatnot. And I needed to do some push-ups and whatnot. And I said like, I need to do a visual a day as well. If not, I'm sending you this one euro. And we had this back and forward uh, game um, since then. And yeah, I really committed. Alina did, uh, was consistent, and and that kind of started some initial growth. Uh, and yeah, when momentum kicks in, it's a bit bit easier to keep going. And um, yeah, that's kind of history. It was a very long answer, but I hope it 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 gave some sort of perspective from where I'm coming from and and what was my yeah. Of course, I journey. mean this is like the this was like actually intended that you're you know that you dig a little bit deeper into that. So. You just started connecting the dots. You you actually like if we can try to put this in a framework. It's really tr- just try to see where your curiosity leads leads you, and then just just see like the things that you actually resonate with, um, and then then just try to combine different things. So like once you actually understood that, um, well, you could represent an idea. Um, into like uh, a visual and turn an idea into something um like you know just explain it into a in 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 a thumbnail um how do you actually find your quote unquote um your 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 way of doing things and not being like a lousy copy because yeah well like the creative process like that like you, you just you're just like trying to emulate what others are doing and how did you actually start finding your unique thing was it by um actually continuing doing research about what others are doing and try to combine different fields or what is was it just like hmm, okay now i have my um i have my thing and well i'm just going to try and experiment maybe change the colors or uh, you know like go down that rabbit hole by myself mm-hmm. yeah it's a good question and i don't think it has i don't think it has like super clear answer to it but of course, at the beginning, it mostly starts by, you know, I think David Perel has this line, you know, imitate, then innovate. Uh, and I really resonate with that. And of course, at the beginning, you are more like, you know, when you when you, when you you are a minimalist, you know, when you want to go into like visual design and when you discover work by Jack Butcher and see how, how well it does, you're like, oh my God, you know, this is perfection. And it's so hard to go away from it and figure out something completely unique. But I still, I remembered, okay, how I could differentiate myself from Jack Butcher. And then I remembered, okay, pixels will be my thing, you know? <laughs> then I started to create like very pixely <laughs> type of visuals, just kind of to, to differentiate myself. I never wanted to came across as a like copycat or something like that. So that was very, very important for me. But at this stage, I would really say that a lot of people I think are paralyzed by this thought that you need to be extremely extremely original because and especially when it like comes comes to visuals because because how i look at visuals is like to me it's almost like another language you know i can appreciate be- beautiful art but to me 
the stuff I'm doing, it's like I'm trying to explain ideas visually. Like 80% of the things I do is just obsessing about like the concept and figuring out how I can deliver this message, evoke this emotion from you, whatever it is in the least amount of possible and design is very secondary you know it's okay it's nice when you can package things in a pretty nice way but it's definitely not that important you know look what for example wait but why is doing tim urban you know it's just <laughs> in some sense very ugly very basic very turtle art type of visuals but you know he's he's focusing on the ideas and he doesn't give an ash about uh, about about like the the visual aesthetics to it so that's just an important point to remember that you don't need to I think have this elaborate style and and whatnot in order to start kind of doing this. Uh, and yeah, I, th- I think of course, like I, I got some inspirations from like Liz and Molly. I remembered I really liked that they were kind of drawing outside the lines, and I thought and then their visuals was kind of imperfect. And I was like, huh, this is a very interesting way. You know, I could as well make my visuals imperfect in a sense that all the lines are a bit squiggly. And like the colors go outside the lines because I really struggle with perfectionism. And that was kind of my tool of dealing with perfectionism. But because, you know, when you have an imperfect style, it's kind of perfect in a sense. Because if I'm mm-hmm. trying to make something, you know, more like Jack Butcher, where everything is like super aligned and everything is like, like triangles and whatnot, everything is perfect, then perfectionism really kicks in. But when the style intentionally is a bit raw and a bit messy, it's kind of perfect in a sense. So that was how, kind of how I justified my style uh in terms of dealing with my perfectionism so it's not only about just picking something and going with it but really listen to your traits your flaws and try to kind of use them to figure out you know your values and whatnot and just just kind of mush that all together you know understand what's important to you is it is like adding shadows to your visuals important for you? Why why it's important? Or you're just, you know, to me, I'm obsessed about this explaining ideas visually and being as clear and as fast as pass, as possible. And and, and that's kind of goes into my, 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 my style as well. So it's important to listen to your values and kind of evaluate that. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a messy process and it's definitely a process, you know. I, I think I have several threads where I kind of explain my visual process and evolution and you can see like how i have changed over time i have changed tools and whatnot so it's uh, it's important to remember that you can iterate you can improve uh but if you at the core keep the ideas you know i'm explaining ideas visually i'm just like sharing my story you know i'm explaining ideas visually and my style can change over time and that's completely fine i can bring up old ideas and package them into my new style and it's like more content for me so there's really no like downside to it and and that's how i kind of approached it uh, yeah i mean this makes a lot of sense and there is an interesting idea is actually when you when you're just looking for you know trying to find your voice just try to find your imperfections and beat on them like rather than uh, a bet on them, sorry, rather than try to to beat them, which means that, well, you just like, I found this very interesting with the perfectionism that you just mentioned. So, well, a perfectionist will try to make his, his, um, his visual perfect, right? Or he will try to make his text perfect. Well, what if um, you just start betting on the, the things that you are like the, the, the opposite of or what you, what you want to be and then just try where it leads. So this is, this is a very interesting idea. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a good, I think, concept to remember, like really think about if you're like perfectionist, what would be like kind of the opposite, you know, and really if you can manage to own it, then it's really nice. You know, just imagine if you want to start explaining ideas visually and you'll say, you know, I really like what Tim Urban is doing, you know, completely childish drawings, you know, I'll have a complete like monkey style as well, you know, and I will I will mm-hmm. own it. And I think that's that's very liberating because you can just yeah go with it and then all your like imperfections and flaws and it can be messy you know you can yeah do almost like some meme type of things and it'll be it'll yeah. be great you know maybe the downside for it if you would go into like explaining ideas visually field would be that you'd probably not get that much like freelance opportunities because people you know really want for things to look rather decent you know that would be the downside but in terms of communicating concepts. Pff, go ahead like it, it will totally work because it doesn't matter how how pretty in, in, in a sense it looks 
If you enjoyed this episode so far, can I ask you for a quick favor that will not take more than 10 seconds out of your valuable time? If you're an iPhone user, please head over to iTunes. I've just included a direct link to the podcast so that you don't have to search for it. Simply click the link and just tap and give this show a five-star review. This will help me get more exposure so that I can feature and convince more guests to come on the show to share more valuable knowledge with us. And if you're on YouTube, simply hit the like button. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And now let's go back. Yeah, true. And you know what this, this reminds me? It reminds me a, a copywriting concept. So this was first quoted by Barry Maher, who was like a, you know, a, who's actually a sales guy. Um, mm-hmm. He like came up with this concept of making the skeleton dance, which means that if you are in a sale or you just want to sell something and you know that there, that there is a flaw, um, instead of, you know, trying to hide the skeleton, like you have like a, uh, a dead person, you just want to hide it. No, just tell them, well, there is a skeleton and there is an issue, but you just, you know, flip it around. And let's say, you know, when it comes <laughs> to selling your course, maybe the skeleton may be, well, my course is short or my course is, I don't know what. Well, then you just, you don't wait to get complaints. Like in your, um, what you're going to do in your marketing and in your sales page or um, like in your promotions, you're going to say, well, yes, this course is short and here's why. Um, same things go for your, let, let's say for your visuals, an example, the perfection. Yes, um, um, sometimes it, like the, 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 they are not perfect, but here is why. It's because I'm more focusing on you getting the big idea, improving your life or whatever, uh, rather than, you know, than just try to align everything and make everything, you know, perfect. So this is a... This is, I guess, like, mm. there, this is an idea that we can really, like, go deeper into. But, yeah, I just wanted mm. to, to share that, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, uh, just another idea popped into my mind if somebody is, like, trying to develop their style or whatnot. I think an, another very important aspect is that at the beginning, for sure, you know, you'll be very much in this imitate mode that you will, like, see whatever my visuals, other visuals, like, oh, yeah, this looks so good, you know, I want to make something super similar. And okay, that is awesome. That is great. You know, you have your 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 big inspiration, but at some point, you really need to like unfollow all these like almost visual creators and mm-hmm. seek the inspiration. You know, from various different places. And it's very interesting that you you kind of grab the general concept. You know, okay, I want to explain ideas visually. You know, what new I could bring to the market, and then go just seek inspiration, whatever from UX design, from 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 bloggers, from some some just go crazy. You know, go go all over the place, uh, but try to seek that inspiration from different place. Just yeah, you kind of you have the initial concept, but then don't get too inspired from all the artists that are completely around you because then you might imitate you know too much and but it man it might not feel that original in a sense, you know, I might be wrong here, but just saying that it's very important to seek inspiration and grab it from various different places, which are completely outside your like niche and unrelated. And then you just kind of bring it all together in your field. Yeah, that's totally true. And even this is like something that, that I say every time for people like, you know, who want to, to think and to become thought leaders in their, um, in, in, in their industries is that, whether you acknowledge it or not, you are consuming content and your brain is storing all the bits of information that you're gathering every day. And may it be on a conscious or an unconscious level, the content that you're going to create is just a byproduct of what you consume. So if let's say you're just like, let's say I want to create visuals and I'm going to follow every um Every, every person on Twitter who's making visuals, well, at the end, I'm just going to be a byproduct of what I've consumed. But if, let's say, I change my feed and just start following uh, people, let's say, in who make graffitis or people who make, uh, you know, other kind of visuals and, and even, like, you know, go very crazy about it and, and I don't know, like, completely, like, uh, follow people who are unrelated to, to design, well... Um, then this is when when my brain would just start connecting the dots, but not the dots that everyone already saw, but new dots. And this is actually where you come up with uh, with great ideas. And this is why, um, like one of the things that I tell people, like every time you know people are obsessed, but uh, how can I find my niche? How I can find this? How I can find that? Well, the first step is just to stop listening to uh, the people who are already um, very close to the things you want to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Very true. I, I completely agree with this. It's it's very important to go all over the place.
Yeah. So, um, what? So, so can you walk us a little bit through, um, you know, uh, the monetization process? So, um, you just started created visuals. Um, you start posting posting them on on social media, and like, what did the um, what did the journey li- uh, look like um, fr- from this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of the going full time as a creative to me was was basically let's say if, if we like my commitment my big commitment to go on like daily with visuals and t- try to take this as serious as possible happened around i think in november uh in year 2000 i th- uh, 2020 <laughs> whatever uh, doesn't yeah, matter yeah and, and yeah and basically in november i started and i remember i quit my job at end of april next year so around like half in, in around six months uh but the reason the reason kind of i left my job was there was a couple of couple of aspects like uh first thing like with the covid and everything else you know uh most most of the time we stayed home like it was easier kind of for us at least to 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 save up money so so we had a quite good backlog uh of 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 of, of, of like savings you know and if we would go without job we would be fine for around one and a half years you know so 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 there was this quite big buffer for me uh to 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 pull the plug and kind of just sat down with my with my with my wife and we talked about it and said okay you know whatever let's let's uh let's do this let's see how it goes because there was some momentum you know i felt okay audience is consistently growing i started to get some opportunities for some freelance gigs it it didn't mean i i took them on but uh, but just people were, were 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 asking for it and that was kind of okay. Another there, there is something to it, you know. Um, and and that kind of was the reason I pulled the plug. So, but still, with with like support of government, uh, government and whatnot, uh, the idea was not to go on like change my nine to five to freelance. But it was like enough momentum, enough savings, enough support, kind of from the government to pull the plug and and see where it leads. So yeah, in April I kind of pulled the plug. Uh, since then, like I've I've taken on several like freelance gigs, very. Uh, managed to work with quite 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 cool people uh so that of course brought in some some sort of income and later down the line like quite a lot of people were asking me hey Yanis, how do you do this you know can you teach me whatnot whatnot and i had the idea that okay i could create probably a course at some point on time but at one moment it, there was like not like so much but still like 10 15 people asking you specifically like do you have a course or something like that that was enough validation for me you know okay you know suck it up and and make it a course seems that there is some sort of opportunity so i think yeah when i committed at november next year in november i think i released the pre-sale of my course and on december it went live um yeah and it's been it's been it's been a blast it's been a nice nice income stream for that it's not like crazy crazy but uh it, it covers the it covers the expenses and uh, it's very nice to to now turn money from product which is which is like scalable and not rely too much on freelance gigs uh so that's that's kind of the the journey was like there was some sort of momentum there was mm-hmm. some savings there was some opportunities for freelance and 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 that kind of was the was the reason I pulled the plug so it was it was quite I would say safe bet, you know, it it wasn't like YOLO <laughs> going uh, like fuck it, let's let's go, let's go all yeah. in. It was quite calculated move, I would say. Okay, that th- that makes sense. So, um, how did you actually um, manage to get from, uh, you know, tr- trying to find your style into getting first people reaching out to you and 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 uh, you know giving you these uh, freelance opportunities? So, did it came back to just publishing a visual every day did it come back to mm-hmm. you know other maybe growth strat uh, tactics can you there's there's definitely it? not uh there's definitely no really growth hacks or some weird hacky type of things i did it was mostly being consistent with with my visuals and trying to do my best my best work at that time but there is one crucial aspect actually that kind of accelerated i think my career my creative career as well because like since since i started i was basically i was 
all by myself. You know, I didn't have any friends who was doing something like this. I didn't reach out to anybody online. I was just lone wolf doing my thing, you know, having fun and just observing all these, all these famous YouTubers and then, and, and, and self-development gurus and whatnot. And I remember that I think late, yeah, if I started that November, December at around that time, I decided, uh, I think Jack Butcher announced that you can join his community and I, and I decided, okay, you know, I could I could join his his Slack community and 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 see where it goes, you know. And I remember that I joined, and it wasn't like I learned anything from it, or doesn't doesn't matter. But the thing that the big switch which happened was like I was seeing people like me, you know, he's just same as I am trying to figure this out, and it was so liberating to talk to people to peers who are trying to do something similar, and that was a huge like mindset shift. And and remember, then there just like one connection happened there. You know, I started to comment on 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 other feeds on Twitter. You know, I tried to be like generous and follow along their journeys and kind of support. So and that of course, you know, one person joins there, one there, and you know, then somebody comments on your visuals and you reach out and maybe you become friends. And it was a very slow, very human process where in the middle I just f- tried to publish my my visuals a day, which kind of draw draw some more attention because you know people reshare, but it was very slow, kind of steady growth. But but yeah, that human aspect, joining the community, finding similar like-minded people was extremely liberating in terms of uh, I really felt like there are there are more people like me and I didn't feel that uh, I guess alone with my with my with my dreams and aspirations. So yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's really like uh you know like you just try to you know keep pushing the the snowball until it become uh, big bigger and bigger and then well um like the interesting part is i think that you have been publishing these visuals um daily so every day you're doing this and then at the end like what's interesting is like people uh just reach out to you and tell you well um can you teach me how you how you do it and this is i think something something very interesting that everyone can can really take from this is that um, just practice what you uh, want to be recognized for, and then like the opportunity will will just go um, like open up in front of you. So maybe via freelancing, via maybe coaching, via maybe um, creating a course or something like this. And like the other interesting thing is that um, you actually didn't start with well, I'm going to create an online course about. Um, how to create visuals it's like like i like create visuals i'm going to do them for for myself and then then just lead uh, see w- where it leads me and you know just listen to the market feedback and yeah like then you just created the course and then you know many people get it backwards so they have a, a course idea they release their course and then they say well nothing nothing really happens so this is i think quite of an interesting take yeah it's a, I, I think you hit really uh, nail on the head or or was the saying is with 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 this it's 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 so true it's so true that i think like i have not reached out to any any freelance gigs all the freelance gigs has came to me from a direct message on twitter or on instagram like 80 percent from twitter because i took it uh, more seriously that early on and and i think twitter is really full with business people who are looking to hire talent on there so yeah i i think it's just very important to and that was one thing which i remembered i, I think a lot of people on, on twitter is being it depends on your intentions of course but a lot of people it feels like they are too much noise and not enough like signal meaning they are posting loads of loads of trash and it's really hard you know when it, when you imagine let's imagine you know you are Naval and you are looking for some sort of you know person and if you if he clicks on your profile and scrolls through your profile does he see like loads of like retweets and very messy messy feed or he can see okay this dude like I see what he does seems that he's like getting solid like engagement you know people are appreciating this and and so on like sounds good you know and 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 that's usually because that was one of the things I kept in mind I really I didn't like retweet loads of stuff. I really tried to make my feed look good that I kind of stand up. Okay, this, if I will follow Giannis, he will not waste my time. You know, he will publish visuals that looks like cool, interesting, thought-provoking, 
Uh, and that's, I think, a nice mindset to adapt if you want to attract like opportunities and stuff. Like I might be wrong with this because there is a lot of people who kind of disagree, who just, you know, throw macaroni at the wall and see what sticks. And I think that's more important maybe at the beginning, but you, when you have a clear, more or less clear, like uh, understanding of what are you doing, you know, try maybe to focus 80% of the time and, and try to craft this, this uh, so people, when they, when they find you, they get the understanding of what you are kind of trying to make and signal them. Um, yeah, it's really sure. like having like this, um, you know, th this kind of um, theme where people like, you know, when they when they go on your profile, um, it's like a, a like a CV, right? They just see what you are actually talking about. And it's not like one time you're talking about gardening and the other time you're going about weight loss and the other time you're talking about copywriting. Mm -hmm. It's really like having like a, uh, like a, um you know like like something that you know they know when when they are going to follow they even maybe no don't need to to read your bio they just scroll through your feed and then just see well mm -hmm. okay this guy is known for that and i'm just going to, yeah. to 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 follow him and 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 i bet there is like you probably have some people you know for example if i if somebody asks you you know or or somebody asks like hey like Giannis, do you know do you know who like i want to be creative and so on do you know like a podcast i could listen oh yeah you know i know i know this mad guy he actually do like a lot of short episodes and a couple of interviews with creative people you know that's that's the guy you know go check him out you know hey Yannis, do you know have any like marketing advice like marketing examples you know harry dry he's like amazing just the most amazing blog in the world on marketing i think marketingexamples.com you know go there so just remember that you're not only trying to impress people that you want to work for but your peers will like promote you because you signal this clear message of who you are and what you stand for so yeah that's a that's a that's a that's a good good reminder i think to keep in mind yeah 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 it's 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 all about clarity and and focus and um like another question that pops in my mind it's when it when it came to actually go bold on the visuals um did you kind of gauge the marketing interest like well people are really engaging with marketing with um with visuals or was it just like well i like to do it so i'm going to do it and then i just going to see what what will happen I would say it was 70% of I really like to do it. This is really fun. This is really sustainable. I absolutely love it. And 30%, holy shit, this actually like resonates and it's very motivating that it resonates with people and uh, and and it gets like a lot of like impressions and likes and retweets and all that stuff. It of course is is nice uh, and it's like an extra extra validator. But uh, 70, 80%, it definitely is intrinsically i really love this stuff it's absolutely it's absolutely play for me you know i research i learn and i just try to like connect the dots and make something out of it so so it's really really fun for me and that's 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 primary thing that's great and um another thing that i wanted to tackle is um you know you just mentioned this i guess at the beginning on the on the of the episode when you talked about um you know doing less of what makes you feel good and doing actually more of things that actually move the needle can you can you hone in on, on that a little bit yeah how, how i like to call it and how i usually say that uh you need to stop justify your own bullshit <laughs> meaning mm -hmm. I, I think i think a lot of people really they know that they are kind of they are not moving the needle with this and this is kind of fun nice procrastination and so on but that will probably not bring bread on the table uh so 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 yeah that's that's kind of i like to call it like stop justifying your own bullshit and i think it's fine to do those things it's fine to procrastinate by by updating your about page on the website all of those things are completely okay uh but but i think you need to have this at least you know some sort of understand what is what is those maybe it's a bit harder early on when you really are like don't know what's 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 your thing and what not i think then when you really don't know what is your thing or or, or what not then you really need to double down i think on experimentation iteration and trying to build a network and reach out to people and ask and be bold because twitter is super responsive like i pretty much answer everybody who who reaches out to me unless you're just like scamming or just asking asking 
how is my day without anything else, then I know it will lead probably to something sketchy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but 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 yeah, then double down on those things. But but when you are kind of gaining some momentum and you have okay, you know, for example, for me, you know, posting visuals online that's like my key needle mover. You know, if I do that, my audience grows. You know, some part of that audience, you know, becomes friends. Some part of that audience will become my customers. That's like my main needle mover. So you know, I can't, I can't justify updating my website for two weeks and doing completely random things which doesn't move really the needle uh, i need to find the time and i need to prioritize like shipping shipping my work uh and yeah because i know that and of course yeah the remaining time sure do do random things you know allow yourself it should be fun it shouldn't feel like like a drag all the time but yeah that's that's how i think about it i hope it's, I hope it's somewhat helpful yeah, so 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 you just mentioned you just mentioned sorry the iteration process. Can you like do you have like any specific process in place or do you have like any warning signals that tell you well um, right now like I may be on the on the wrong path and I just have to um, you know iterate and and then just change things. Mm. It's uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely not that much of a I wouldn't say that, but I think I'm quite a lot of gut feeling type of guy and i really i will like i don't know ship something you know or i'll do a promotional launch or whatever and then i understand okay you know maybe mm, how come like the results maybe it was not very expected seems that maybe it was you know too salesy or whatnot and uh, and then you kind of just take that information and maybe take it further or you post a visual and you say okay this didn't get any engagement you know i will not change my whole strategy but you know then okay like what's what's the thing here you know and then i then i ask my 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 wife or whatever like how how do you see this is it clear and she's like um no nah, it's, it's 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 not clicking to me and then i like huh i probably should like bounce this idea to her you know before before i before I publish, uh, but it's it's completely fine, you know. But then I take that information and I and I move on with it. Okay, I, I remember then. Okay, you know, be clear, be to the point. Uh, make sh- make sure you're clear. Make make sure you're not too clever. And it's very gut feeling, very much like. Uh, and I think it's not only about like results in terms of you know engagement and likes and whatnot. But uh, for example, I will evaluate you know how I feel. You know, now I'm I'm trying to kind of move away. By the end of this year, I would probably like to be uh, off freelance completely and be full on like uh, earning from from products and maybe consulting because that is a bit like low low low, low effort um, and yeah I'm just kind of listening okay yeah freelance actually sometimes feels a bit too much of a work and I'm not enjoying it that much I would really like to do more of my own stuff so okay how I can get there you know I need to I need to move away from this you know let's let's maybe figure out some some other products i could build or maybe yeah let's 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 introduce consulting because then i can just hop on a call you know earn money for for whatever one hour one hour talk and uh, and that's it the, the the deal is closed so so that's kind of how i go about this it's just you have a, evaluate your feelings the results and just reflect on them there is not like super strict process to it but 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 there is this constant reminder of like iterating okay how we can make things better how we can do things in a way that i feel better and more happier so yeah that's very vague vague answer but but that's how i go about things it's 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 very emotional and feeling type of based yeah i can totally relate you know and you know people like us who are like more into this gut feeling kind of um process is that um you know like when it ticks or when you just see that you have to go for it you're just going to go for it and not trying just to um, you know, to put like specific rule, like number step one, do this, step two, do that. If you step two, a step two, B, and so on and so forth, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. The greatest process is, is, is always a little bit messy. And um, for you know, like, um, I, I really wanted also to, to tackle a little bit the, the kind of the creative process that you're using, even though it's even though it's messy, we already talked about that a little bit before starting the recording, but I think that, you know, people could, could benefit from it. So how do we actually, you know, some people will, will ask you, um, well, how do you come up with all these ideas? So can you just share a little bit how you are, how you're approaching this? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, 
there like to to break this 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 process down in a very very simple terms it would be like i have my notes taking system where i just throw in everything 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 all the ideas i have i walk by the day you know i walk the dog i notice this interesting thing i maybe take a picture of it maybe that will be an interesting metaphor later down the line uh i don't know i sit at my laptop i don't feel like working you know i might like huh, i don't want to feel work because because whatever i uh i, I shot myself with with loads of food previously you know huh maybe that's an illustration later down the line you know i will add that to the to my notes apps i will listen to a podcast it will be like high interesting insight i will know down that insight or process or principle uh, then I will listen to an audio book and some sort of story maybe will remind me of an interesting story or will trigger interesting thoughts or ideas. I will know that as well. So what I'm trying to say here is really don't judge your ideas and, and tune up your awareness a bit when you go about your day and really drop in in your notes app everything that you kind of feel, everything that makes you think or stop or pause or just, just pretty much all those types of things go in you know after this podcast recording you know i'll maybe have like huh that was interesting you know i will maybe add it to the notes because it was was, was whatever something that was kind of interesting for me and i think so 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 that's the part one just take loads of loads of notes you know some sometimes it will be very clear visuals that i will like because i have created quite a lot of them you know i have a bit of experience i'll have this oh yeah i could create this specific visual and it will say that and this and this is the emotion we are trying to evoke and i'll write that in my in my notes up and it will be very clear concept so so it's just yeah taking loads of notes and then you know when i when i when i sit down when i want to make my visual i just scroll through my notes and I see again, okay, I feel like this today. Huh, I have some thoughts on this, you know. Let's take this idea deeper and let's try to make it happen. And then it's, of course, a bunch of work and more ideas will spark when you are working with something specific. But it's very nice when you have this big backlog of some ideas, pictures, thoughts, whatever you have, you have, you have collected. It's very hard to start from a blank page. You can hear the same advice for writers, and I think it's the same advice when you are trying to create visuals. You need to have this big backlog. So it's just two two main parts, you know, just collect, collect a lot of a lot of ideas. And when you sit down, you have this big backlog to to work with, and you can take take it further. You can maybe ask some follow-up questions to this, but that's like the core thing which is going on here. Yeah, this is like this makes a lot of sense. So it's actually like a very simple process. And of course, then then you can geek it out and you know fine tune it to to your own needs. Um, and when it comes to actually the 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 creation part itself, like how do you approach it? Are you the kind of guy who just um, has the same routine every day? So, well, uh, in the morning or in the afternoon, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to create and then you know uh, like repeating the same process every day. Or are you kind of person who's like batching things and you know, like having, I'm just blocking out two days or three days of my week. And then I just go all in, in creating all the visuals mm-hmm. and every material that I need for the week. Uh, at, at, at this point, I'm, I'm pretty much, when I finish something, it's, it's pretty much published. Like, unless I will, I've noticed, you know, it's, it's nice to publish when like USA is up, you know, so, so if I'll make something in the morning, it's probably, I will, I will publish it later that day. But, but most of my visuals, which you see, they are made pretty much in the same day. I'm not batching anything right now, but I think I would like to do, because if you, if you batch it, it kind of gives you space, you know, as uh, at this point, I want to, I want to, I want to create more like a bit like blog posts and create more like article type of type of stuff or just maybe uh, some some yeah kind of go more ser- serious into newsletter uh, building a newsletter as well and and it's very nice when you have a space for that because that takes way way more time for me than creating visuals because I've not used that much to like writing and then creating more like a long form type of content. So, so that's the reason I think I would like probably to batch visuals so I have more space to lean into that and kind of craft those skills. But at the moment, I'm mostly yeah creating every every day. It's mostly at, at around, around the same time. We, we kind of work from home with, with my wife and like first part of the day is to one and the like second part after the lunch is to, to, to the, other, uh, the, the second person. And we are kind of having our times more or less in a structured way, but not like super, super, super specific 
Um, yeah. So yeah. And um, and like roughly, like how how long does it take you to to create a visual? Let's say you're sitting down, you're scrolling through your note taking app. Once you pick this idea, roughly how long how long does it take? Obviously, trying to find an average between on the good days and on the bad days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's. I would say on average, probably one hour, but taking into consideration like all these notes and all this brainstorming, because sometimes I will, you know, in the morning, I will maybe scroll through my notes. I'll see, huh, this is an interesting topic. I want to, I want to dig deeper into this. And then I maybe, you know, I will like walk my, walk my dog and kids and, 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 and in the back, I will think about this concept. And when I sit down later that day, I maybe will create it in 15 minutes. Then it really depends depends on 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 how complicated am i using you know some simple bar charts or pie charts or something like that or i'm creating some more uh, complicated metaphor or an uh, analogy with 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 some more drawings which is more complicated and then that takes a bit more time so it depends on that type of scale but usually it's around an hour and at, at this time you know when i'm really busy i reuse a lot of my previous work so i'll just grab something from months ago and i'll just maybe improve it a bit design wise or just improve the messaging a bit uh, or or make it just a bit different and those of course can take like 10 15 minutes sometimes so so it can be very quick uh, of course yeah the, the more you do it the easier it gets the, the faster the faster it will be mm, yeah. yeah something something like that yeah m- m- makes sense and, and and you know like if i can provide with some with some nuggets of you know experience or wisdom or how you want to call it is that um you know, on on the one side, um, creating this like, or having this kind of routine of creating daily is is nice because it actually gives you this kind of um, um, you know habit of actually creating it and and actually doing the things every day. On the other on the other part is what I, what what I found is that um, like after doing the stuff that you have to do every day, you just run out of steam. Um, and then the problem is that, um, like, you're really trying to to um, to experiment the, the the batching kind of side because once you are, let's say, um, because I know that you you like mountain biking, m- mountain biking, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so once you are, let's say, going down the hill, um, I mean, you can go, you can continue an extra mile or five extra miles because like you have like already this distraction that's built in but the problem is like if you're doing this every day on on the other side is like it's like you're just like uh pushing on the brakes and then well then you have to get distraction again and 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 you're just doing it Mm -hmm. every day and the problem is that it just eats up so much mental bandwidth and let's say creating a newsletter or creating a video or creating whatsoever so this is why i think uh, like you know like um at one time or another, um, I don't say like you have to go for batching or you have to do to go for for it every day. Um, I really think that it also depends on what stage of the business you are in. Um, and at the beginning, maybe doing it daily, it, it's good because it helps you actually sharpen your your um, your practice. Yeah. But at one time, if you want to, let's say, sharpen your writing practice, well, then if you're doing visuals every day, you're going to have a hard time focusing on the two things. So this is actually like. Mm my 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 intake after doing this for you, you know, know quite some time it's it's I, I think it's very true and I, I think i must say you know because you know we always when we talk about things you know we always look at our experience and we we think like yeah this is the way you know this works really well for me but mm-hmm. there are countless times in my life and i believe this will be one of them you know when i will go all in to batching i will be like holy shit you know how come i didn't do this earlier you know when when i will experience that i believe it will be like a big mind shift like oh my god i have so much like more more time to do things and so on so i definitely give a big plus to what you are saying and i think i just need to get there but um, but yeah i guess there's no immediate need or i i'm like procrastinating on that or or, or whatever but i'll get there i'll get there but yeah no pressure but i i think it's it's definitely a way way to go and actually, actually it, it reminds me of another thing, which which I believe a lot of creators who are aspiring creators listen to, to this. I think one, in terms of schedule, one very kind of bit extreme, but very powerful thing that I did in, 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 in my journey was, you know, I always had this nine to five job. Uh, at the time when I started, wanted to start to do this, I had my, I had my first kid. So, so the life was kind of busy. And one thing which I did was, I remember when we had our first child, we 
we like ended our like late night Netflix and you know beers or wine and we kind of went to bed really early at around I think 9 30 almost or something together with the kid and I remember at that time I was listening to like Jocko Willing and he you know is a crazy person wakes up at like 4 30 every morning and I tried that as well and it really worked and it was so fulfilling and so amazing to wake like go to bed early of course you get your seven eight hours of sleep but you wake up at 4 4 4 30 and before work before going to work before everyone else wakes up in your house you like had two hours of creative work and that was just amazing my mind was sharp i had zero desire to procrastinate you know now i work a bit like in the evenings because kids wake up quite early and it's a bit messy right now and and it's harder to kind of do a focused work but in those mornings it was just a bliss it was amazing i'm not saying it's for everyone but to me mm-hmm. it was really amazing especially with like nine to five job and all other obligations uh, to have this big win in the world very early in the morning yeah i mean like others wake up and you have already done the work that you're supposed to do so it also helps you like you know relieve the pressure and be able just to to think about other things in the day that you can apply like uh the next day or like you know having more this kind of um uh 35,000 feet view and thinking rather than, you know, being in the process and, you know, knowing that, well, I didn't, I didn't do like what I was supposed to do. And then, you know, just carrying this around uh, like the whole day, right? Having this in the back of your mind. Exactly. Exactly. Instead of like walking with a dread (laughs) that day that, oh, I didn't do like any creative work or I I will do it in the evening. I will try to do it. You really walk with this, this, this pride and good feeling that uh, I did, I did my I did my soul filling work or whatever it is. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And it is especially that, you know, like having this running in the back of your head, it actually prevents you on coming up with the with the next idea. So it's kind of a um um like you know, kind of um a snake baiting its tail ha- bad habit, right? Like you mm. you're in the process and you're not doing the the higher level thinking. Yeah, that's that's actually very true because yeah, if you have a plan for the day, it will be in your mind all the time and it will be hard to come up with new ideas, but when you do it, do the thing, it's easier to just free free up space for some other stuff. That's a very good point, I think. Yeah, and and the other thing that I just wanted to add, you know, when talking about, you know, doing stuff uh daily, it's like is that kind of kind of a crazy thing? Like you have to find the sweet spot because what happens is that it's good you build a habit but at the same time, since you build a habit, it's hard to break it because it's already a habit. And I think that this is like the point where you are at right now. So you want maybe to go into batching, but since creating daily is a habit, well, it's kind of hard to make the shift. So this is kind of funny. Yeah, it's, pro- it's probably probably true. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe we can have a have another podcast in a year and then see if I will do batching then. that's great Yanis so um, any piece of wisdom do you want to add you want to add in order just to uh, to wrap up this podcast well I I don't know to creators I I can maybe share like the quote that I have used the most when uh, in like kind of my journey like one of my when I when I feel down when I want to when I want to feel a bit better and so on I usually turn to this podcast which is the Brendan Bouchard show there's this guy Brendan Bouchard who's like kind of like Tony Robbins type of guy uh, and then yeah some people might find him like too positive or cheesy but I really love him he has like nice short podcast episodes he he like I don't know it's it's very motivational and inspiring and I love it and one of his kind of quotes pieces of wisdom which which I've heard and I loved was that uh, believe in your abilities to figure things out and what I really love about this is that you know because you might be want to be in like an aspiring creator and you're like oh I'm I'm bad at YouTubing you know I'm bad at podcasting I'm bad at writing I'm bad at this I don't have any ideas and you just say all these terrible things to yourself and you know they might be true in some sense you know you might be bad at youtubing you might be bad at speaking at writing or all those different things you know but when you when i hear this quote you know believe in your abilities to figure things out you know and when you reflect to your your maybe your own life you probably have figured out things before that you didn't know before you know why 
why not this you know just just you don't need to lie to yourself and say you know that you are a youtuber or whatever but just believe in your abilities to figure things out and then you probably will come out of the other side and it's a very healthy i think approach how to how to go about this so that would be kind of my 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 wisdom which have helped me and maybe will help somebody else yeah that's very interesting do you have a visual about this i don't i don't actually i should yeah it's 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 a tough one like believe in your abilities to figure i've not actually like sat down and really thought about this big because it it, yeah didn't come to me but yeah i probably should create something you have to record it no no, i i I actually know I actually I have a visual. I have a visual and it went pretty viral on Twitter. It was like years ago. But the visual was the visual was just a, a speaking bubble where a person is saying, you know, I believe in my abilities to figure things out or something from these lines, basically the same message. And I remember it was it was that was the visual, like speak a speaking bubble with this wisdom inside of it, like a person is saying that. And I think the tweet caption was like unstoppable person or something like that. And it went pretty viral, I remember. It's not like a visual visual, it's just a speaking bubble, but but yeah, that's the simplicity of it. And people really resonated with this message. And I remember it went went pretty pretty viral. Yeah, then I think you have to hone in on that a little bit and see if you can turn this into into something bigger. So for sure, there's definitely something better we can we can we can do with this uh, fantastic quote. Great, Yanis. So, uh, if people want to know more about you, where should they go? Well, uh, I think a nice place where to go is just bio dot link forward slash ozo, like bio dot link forward slash ozo, and then usually I have some links to there to my Twitter, Instagram, like webpage and whatnot. Uh, there's also like if you are into if you are into trying this explain ideas visually type of thing, I have some helpful threads there, which you can read uh, that that's kind of explain a bit my process. And of course, if you want to take it seriously, there's my course as well. So you can, you can, you can check that out. It will lead to all good, good places. Awesome. Thank you very much, Yanis. And yeah, why not talk about <laughs> batching maybe in, in, in one year's time? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Matt. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, so I hope that you've enjoyed this episode with Yanis Odolins. I'm going to link to all like of his work in the show notes. And if there is one important thing that you have to keep in mind is that the creative process is always messy. So don't be too perfectionist. Don't try to get everything right the first time. Just start with something and then just iterate. And if the whole conversation and the whole episode actually resonated with you, why don't jump on my private email list? Because I'm going to share with you actionable tips and things that I've learned in the trenches after being a content creator for over a decade. So you're going to discover timeless principles that you are going to apply in your business to actually help you smoothen and make your content creation journey more fun and more profitable. So again, I'm going to link to everything in the show notes. Thank you very much for tuning in. Appreciate it. And I hope to see you in the next episode.